Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. We are on episode 16, and today we are going to be talking about diet culture. And I know that is such a trigger word. Um, We talked a little bit last time about burnout and how that affects us and how I fully believe that we need to find a place where we aren't in this constant burnout cycle. And to me, personally, and again, I like to preface everything I'm saying with this is just for me and what I see and what I hear people tell me. But for me, putting ourselves in a diet culture type box really gives us an emotional burnout. There's so many rules with what we can, what we can't eat, what we can, what we can't do, what we can, what we can't say. It's extremely overwhelming and extremely exhausting on every part of our body. So when you're exhausted and you're burned out, you're in a state of stress. And if you're constantly in this cycle and your stress is constantly high, you're just not in a good place, both physically, both emotionally. It starts affecting your health because you're more susceptible to disease. And we all know right now in this... um, going on, what, six months of this global pandemic with COVID-19 at the time that we're experiencing and I'm recording this, we need to make sure that our mental and our physical health are as happy as can be. So let's talk a little bit about what diet culture is. And it's a little bit of a buzzword, as I said, um, in today's you know food world. And personally, I do think that even within the anti-diet culture um, phenomenon, people, niche, I guess you can say, I think there's extremists in that arena as well. And the first thing you need to remember is that everything I talk about is not for people that have any sort of emotional, um, physical, mental eating issue. If you have an eating disorder, if you have a problem with eating, you need to see a medical professional, not an influencer, not online not someone you random you found, but an actual medical professional because it is a serious disease, okay? It is serious. It is not something to mess around with. It is not something to not get help in, I guess you can say. Um, I definitely feel like if you are in that arena, as much as I want you listening to me, Perhaps maybe you shouldn't be because it's 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 tough. It's a tough place to be, and I don't want to say something to trigger you. I don't want to say something to lead you down the wrong path. But this is for the middle of us who do not have actual eating disorders, who have a generally great relationship with food, but maybe are, um, you know, I guess, layered with parts of it that we struggle with. So diet culture is one part that I struggle with, and... I struggle with it because of the box that we're in when we are following a particular diet. Um, Basically, diet culture creates a system where you need to stay in this box in order to feel successful. Okay? This is the key here. If you don't follow these rules, you have not been successful with this diet. 
And that goes for all diets. And I'm going to piss some people off, but it goes for vegan. It goes for plant-based. It goes for gluten-free when it's not a medical issue. I personally now have to stay away from gluten for health issues, and I find it very challenging. That's a... Um, that's an episode for another time. Um, but I struggle with it. I struggle with being in this box and I don't have a choice. So if you're doing something for a medical issue, I'm not talking to you either. My husband eats mostly plant-based, mostly vegan for medical issues. Um, he has found a place where he doesn't have to be 100% in a box um, and he's still super healthy. He's played around with it. So... It's really important to remember you're seeing a medical professional and you're following what you should be doing for your own health. But when it comes to, quote unquote, these fad diets out there, and I know a lot of them are going to say they're not a fad diet, but if you have a set of rules, you're a diet, period. Um, And people have to follow these rules to feel successful. Well, what happens is that when you're attaching emotion to food, you're hurting your relationship with it and it becomes unhealthy. So... When you, I I fully believe in eating for your soul and eating for your mental health and a bowl of ice cream might be just what you need to bring you comfort. That's one thing. But when I mean attaching emotion to food, I mean you mentally feel like a failure when you have not followed rules. That is not okay. You should not be attaching that emotion to food. Food is wonderful. It's there to sustain you. But it also goes the other end. And some people may disagree with me on this, but... If you are overly thrilled and happy because you followed A, B, and C, not because you feel better inside, like I ate a ton of greens today, gosh, I feel good because I 100% have that feeling and love it, but more so, I'm so happy and proud of myself because I followed all these rules today. That is actually attaching emotion to food as well, just on the other end. I use this concept a lot when I'm feeding my kids is... I don't, we keep emotion out of it. When they try something, we don't overly get excited. I mean, it might be that my son, you know, doesn't like, let's say, red peppers. One of them doesn't. And, you know, we don't, we don't pressure him to eat them. But one day he tries one and he says, hey, mom, I tried it. I really like it. I'd be like, that's so rad, buddy. You stepped out of your comfort zone. You did something you didn't want to do. That's, that's different. I just mean to make this huge event with, oh, you're eating all your dinner. Yay, yay, yay. We need to keep emotion out of it because our emotions trigger us and our emotions um, make us feel inside successful or like a failure. And it's really important that we separate that from food. So while a diet can be something that you follow as a guideline, like we follow mostly plant-based eating, um, and it's fine, we cannot attach ourselves to this failure or success when we have followed the diet's rules because it's not healthy for our mind. Um it's an issue that's super common though. I mean, we see that all over social media. I see it all over social media with, you know, oh, if you know, follow this and you're going to lose this amount of weight or whatever. Well, this is the problem is that we're attaching these emotions to food, but we're also celebrating size and the way we look instead of celebrating what's inside. So, while I am not on this side of diet culture, I mean anti-diet culture people to say that, oh, we shouldn't value weight and size at all, I definitely don't believe we should value it, but I also believe that if you are uncomfortable, if you don't feel good, it is still okay to say, I want to lose weight. 
What's not okay is to say, I want to look like that when, for example, me, I'm five feet tall. I am a petite person, but I'm five feet tall. I don't have these super long, lanky legs. I have more of an athletic figure. Um, I am small and petite. You know, uh, I weigh probably an average of 100 pounds, go a little bit below, a little bit after, um, a little bit above, I mean, um, as I fluctuate. But I am never going to be the tall, lanky-limbed human. And to try and starve myself to become that is is a problem, a huge problem. Our body is our body. And yes, we should not be valuing ourselves based on weight, size, how we look. However, we really not need to remember that it is still okay to say you want to lose weight because you don't feel good. I'm going to stress this because this is my one issue with the extremists of anti-diet culture is that, you know, this whole movement of celebrate yourself and um, body positivity, 100%, but I also feel like it goes on the end of an issue in the sense when somebody has gained weight when they shouldn't because, you know, they went through a period where they're emotionally eating, doing all this stuff, and that's not their real body. That's the thing we remember is that we do have a, a range of body. Yes, those of us that have had three kids like me, our bodies are definitely not what they looked like when we were 16. But I know that if I were to have gained, if I were to gain 20 pounds, that it I, that would be extremely above where I should be. And I would want to lose the weight. And that is okay. It is okay to feel like that. It is okay to want that. But the the issue we need to remember is that we're not wanting to lose the weight because of how we look. We're wanting to lose the weight because of how we feel inside. We don't feel good. Our wellness overall is not at a place of happy equilibrium. If you're happy and you feel good inside, yes, let's not place value on what we look like on the outside. Let's celebrate that we feel happy and we feel amazing because all of our bodies are different. And I'm really trying to stress that with my boys. I have three boys. I don't have girls, but I still want to raise them with body positivity. And I still want to raise them understanding to value the human inside and that we all have different sizes, shapes and whatnot, because they're going to, one day, maybe, who knows, they might marry a woman. And I want them to have the support for their wife. Um, they might have daughters. I want them to know how to raise their daughters with this positive image of themselves and how to focus on how we feel inside. Now, an example of this is that um, I have to, I had to go off gluten, okay? Um, it's a health thing. I wish I didn't, <laughs> but I'm working on it. I have had moments where I was really, really good, quote unquote good. I hate to use that word, but it is when it's a health issue, you really have to follow it closely. Um, and I felt amazing. But then I let go when I went out or I went on vacation and oh my gosh, do, do I pay for it? I feel so terrible inside when I eat it now. My, I didn't realize that the issues I was having before were because of gluten. I thought that I was just bloated or whatever. Um, and I dealt with it, but when I cut it out and the bloat like deflated and my inside intestines and my stomach felt, I don't want to say flat, but yes, it felt like a deflated balloon. Oh my gosh. The, the relief that I felt was amazing. And now when I have it, I feel terrible. I feel like I'm so puffy and I'm, it's like almost, um, 
it's like a swelling inside is that's what I understood. I feel like I have rocks inside my body. Um, and I understand that it's the inflammation from the gluten and it goes up into my chest and I almost have like heartburn, but then I feel like it's anxiety. And now I feel like, oh my God, do I have COVID? Because everything right now is, oh, do I have COVID? But it's a mess. And so I'm focusing though, not on what I look like on the outside, because let me tell you, I look six months pregnant when I have gluten bloat, but more on how I feel. And I'm putting myself and my, my headspace into what am I feeling inside versus what do I look like on the outside? And as a woman, that's hard. It's hard when you, you know, get bloated like that and you don't understand why, because it's not even like what I'm eating. I'm not even not necessarily eating, you know, food that, you know, is not nutritious or whatever. It's just, I, I had some gluten and it, it puffs me up. Like I've lived on French fries for like seven weeks. It's crazy. So Diet culture is something that I really am passionate about in the sense that I'm in the middle and I feel like we really need to start putting our value and our, um, our minds on the wellness piece of it and the inside and whether that inside says I need to get back into an exercise routine and I want to lose 10 pounds, that is okay. Do it safely. Don't follow some fad diet. Talk to your doctor. Do it in a healthy way. Um, find out maybe if it, there's a certain food that's bothering you, but honor that, honor that inside that says, I don't feel good. Um, the other issue that is a problem with diet culture is that there is a lot of negative effects of dieting and it's not, it's, there's definite mental health effects with the, you know, if you're not following the rules, you're making a mistake or whatever, but it's also the yo-yo diet is what they used to call it of. Yes, if you don't eat any, you know, carbs for like a couple of weeks, you're going to lose some weight. But is that sustainable long term? If you juice for like 30 days, you're going to lose a ton of weight. But is that sustainable long term? So the negative effects really can play with you. And it really also, if you're not following doctor's advice, It actually could affect your thyroid. It can affect when you're losing weight and gaining weight, like yo-yoing very quickly. It's so not good for your organs and your body. Your body's not meant to do that. So in the, in the long run, ultimately diets don't work. I hate to say it, but they don't, you know, things that work. I honor things like Weight Watchers because Weight Watchers isn't necessarily, it can become diet culture and it can have those negative effects, but the gist of it, in my opinion, was more, um, teaching you how to have more control over food and it's and and how to it control meaning you're not opening a giant bag of chips and eating the entire thing you're you're bringing awareness to portion size because it's unhealthy to do that i mean it's not good for us no matter what like but that's not diet culture that's just like general you know eating you want to eat until you're full and then you're done and teaching ourselves to recognize that is healthy um so I don't know a ton about Weight Watchers. I just do know that um, it kind of, in my my little knowledge of it, it more teaches you portion control and things like that versus um, it can become obsessive. And if it does, seek help again. So having a good relationship with food, and by food relationship, I mean that food does not make you extremely happy or extremely sad. You don't feel success or failure because you're following certain food rules. You feel good inside because, oh my God, I do love a good bowl of ice cream. Lately, I like to crunch um, over um, gluten-free Oreos. Um, 
because I love it. And we should allow that happiness. We gather around our table with our family and friends all the time. And, and it's part of tradition. It's part of history. And it's amazing. But you do not want food to get to a point where you're feeling like a failure. It's that's means that you have a bad relationship with food. Um, improving your relationship with food is probably the best start. And a lot of things like intuitive eating, making sure you're listening to your body. I know that my body goes through phases and there's phases where I need that comfort food and I honor that because of whatever else is going on. And after a while, my body starts to crave those, you know, fresh, you know, fresh produce and stuff like that. And once we really get to know and are in tune with ourselves, listening to our body, um, really can help guide us. And especially when it comes to eating and right now that we're home, you know, with virtual school and all that kind of stuff, just because, you know, the clock says 12 o'clock, if I'm not hungry and sometimes I have a really late breakfast cause I'm not super hungry in the morning. Um, that's just who I am. I don't have to eat at a certain time. Listen to your body, you know, listen to what it's asking you. That's a small step with how to improve your relationship with food. And when it comes to having a bad relationship with food, you need to break up with these diets that make you feel like you're a failure, period. That's it. You cannot feel internal success or failure because you're not following certain rules. And that goes for vegan eating as well. Now, this all goes back to your why. Why are you doing this? If you listen to my very first episode, I really stress the why. The why is such an important part of what we're doing If you focus on your why, which for me is health, and by health, I mean overall health of mind and body, I believe they're connected. I believe you're not an ultimate health until you have an equilibrium with both your mind and your internal body health, and that's my why. Now, if you eat, like let's say you're uh, a vegan eater for ethical reasons, and your why is the ethics behind it, focus on that. So we're all different, and when it comes to, you know, When it comes to feeling success or failure, it shouldn't be around a box in a certain diet just because that diet says so. It should be more focused on your wellness. How do you feel inside? And let that guide you and take the success and failure out of it. So that is my soapbox moment on diet culture. And next time, we're actually going to talk with a guest. I'm really excited for this next episode all about body image and kind of talk a little bit more about that and her experience. She has two daughters and what she thinks that she's done, little ideas she's done to help raise these daughters with a positive body image because, as I said, it's so important we feel good about ourselves, whether that means we are ready to lose a little bit of weight because we've, you know, gotten to a point that we're unha- we, we don't feel healthy inside, we don't feel good inside, or if it means you are maybe 10 pounds heavier than you were before and you're happy as a clam and you feel amazing and you're actually healthier. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes people need to gain weight to feel better. So it's both ends of the spectrum, peeps. Thank you guys so much. I so appreciate you and I can't wait to talk to you next time. See you later. Stay healthy and safe.